Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. I really enjoyed learning a few things about Ulysses S. Grant and in general, the hunting of history with his documentary that is going to be part of that St. Louis International Film Festival. I'm a fan of documentaries. I'm a fan of learning about those things. And it's definitely worth checking out there. And director Jim Finn in his annotated field guide of Ulysses S. Grant. Make sure to check that out. All right. Uh, I wanted to make sure there's a few things that you know about. And you probably have already seen that Pfizer making that announcement. The vaccine that prevents 90% of COVID cases in their study. Whoa. Big deal. That's awesome. Good news, right? We should be happy for these things. We heard it in the news. How long is it going to take before we get it? It could be a couple of months. People reacting differently to the news, but in general, this should be great. Here in St. Louis, we have a lot to be proud of. So Pfizer and its German partner, BioNTech, says that it took the uh, data, everything's looking good, being produced in St. Louis County. Man, so awesome to feel that St. Louis is going to have a part of this and be able to help. So people are still hesitant. They don't like the idea of having to take a vaccine. Well, there's all kinds of different approaches that we're seeing so far in the way that people want to take it. Stocks, though, uh, favor, I mean, think about, let's see, the Dow Jones, where did it close? Didn't quite get to 30,000, but it was up and ending 834 points ahead at 29,157. I have to say, at the 9 o'clock news there, I was pretty disappointed in the way CBS phrased this. You know, at the very end of their newscast, they give where the Dow Jones ended for the night. They always do that. And they say, based on, uh, they didn't give credit to this announcement of a vaccine in Pfizer, which 100% of the credit should go towards moving the markets for that, that people were definitely reacting. Because what is that going to mean? You find an ability to try to get people uh, vaccinated for the uh, covid this is huge news. The economies are definitely going to start uh, upticking because that's going to try to get things back to normal. That'll help a lot of different industries. Sure. They credit it to confidence of Joe Biden. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Don't think so. I was a little disappointed in the way that they phrased that in the CBS newscast there. I, I definitely rolled my eyes when I heard that. But here's a couple of the clips. Let's look at the reactions to Pfizer today, which is all great things. Here is Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. 90% is a game changer. 90% is 
Now you are uh, hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. Uh, how long this protection will last is something that we don't know right now, but uh, it's part of the objectives of this study. Part of the objective of this study. How long will it last? I don't feel bad about taking a vaccine myself. I, I wouldn't have a problem doing it. The thing with me, though, I, I'm not in a position where I'm a high risk. I don't really see a lot of people. I don't get close to a lot of people. I don't particularly want to um, risk it, but, you know, I, I've been doing all right. <laughs> but when it's made available, I'm sure that a lot of people, the pressure will be there to take it. I think most people would feel better with it. Some people definitely are untrusting of it. Let's look at Joe Biden talking about the new vaccine news today. And we just received positive news in this fight with the announcement that there's been progress made toward a successful vaccine. Soon, the expectation is the FDA will run a process of rigorous reviews and approvals. And the process must also be grounded in science and fully transparent so the American people can have every confidence that any approved vaccine is safe and effective. At the same time, it's clear that this vaccine, even if approved, will not be widely available for many months yet to come. The challenge before us right now is still immense and growing. All right. So months away. Here's the thing. You should be happy. You shouldn't be saying, well, uh, the downside is it's going to take months away. You know how long it takes to develop these sort of things? It's amazing how fast they've been able to work. And it's pretty amazing, too that any of this is even this far along. We're talking since, what, March or whatever, when they started doing this, April, started to get it off the ground as fast as possible. A lot of different companies still working on this, and Pfizer may not be the only one that was able to put forward um, this. So this is good. This is good all the way around. I think it's going to be important that we look at this as a major victory, and if it means getting things back to normal as soon as possible, that's good news. Here's one other. Uh, Cuomo, governor of New York, Pfizer vaccine. He had a comment on it. It's good news, bad news, George. The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is... Uh All right, you want to guess what the bad news is? Do we need to play the Jeopardy theme song here? Da, 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 da. What's the bad news for a vaccine for COVID? Uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. So what does he mean by all of that? Let's, let's listen to the full comments. I, you can try to read between the lines here. But what does that mean? And that means this administration is going to be implementing a vaccine plan. The vaccine plan is very important. And it's probably the most ambitious undertaking, undertaking since uh, COVID began. Uh, just to put it in focus, uh, we did 120 million COVID tests in this nation over seven months, scrambling, doing everything we can. We now have to do 330 million vaccinations, maybe twice. Uh, my state does more testing than any state in the United States. We did 12 million tests. We have to do 20 million vaccines. Uh, and the Trump administration is rolling out the vaccination plan, and I believe it's flawed. I believe it, it learns nothing from the past. They're basically going to have the private providers do it, and that's going to leave out all sorts of communities that were left out the first time uh, when COVID ravaged them. This is such a crock. Let me just mention this real quick. 
How did the money that was given to the individual cities, how were they used and how was that distributed? So let's look at the city of St. Louis and this county of St. Louis for a moment. Here's the money you have in order to help fight COVID. And look what the city did. They were responsible in the way that they spent it. Give credit to Mayor Lida Cruson and her administration. She actually was responsible with this money. What happened in the county? You give them all this money, you know, all these millions and millions and millions of dollars. What was the number again? 70 million, I think. 75 million. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, why is it slipping my mind? I should know this. But uh, Sam Page finds himself, oh, I'm going to be the one that <laughs> has sole control of discretion of how this is spent, wasting this money all over the place. It's just, it's so crazy. So what happens when it came to the testing? What happened when it came to the way that they were going to fight it? The individual cities and counties that got the money got to decide how that sort of thing was done. So if Mayor, I should say Governor Cuomo in New York is looking at this and saying, all right, the government has given you all kinds of money to be able to test and distribute and help the communities the way you seem fit. And you're going to blame the Trump administration because you can't handle it based on them handing it over to you to handle it yourself. Give me a break. This is so ridiculous. So even his own failures personal failures that he was allowed to take. He could have taken responsibility for his own personal failures, but instead, oh, let's blame it on the Trump administration. So dumb. (laughs) Get out of here with that, Cuomo. 314-436-7900. These different areas, they have found ways to work among the demographics and the geographics the best that they saw fit. That's how states have worked. That's how governors have worked in their individual states. Governors have worked on it the same way, too. And I think that's how the vaccine is going to work as well. Um, So Cuomo only has himself to blame if something goes bad, just like all of the other failures in his state that he continues to escape responsibility for, or at least he thinks he has. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Thank you for joining us here, and feel free to call in if you'd like. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. A couple of different ways to reach out to us. If it's on social media, you can do that too. Uh, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. It's a great one to do that. Let's take some of your calls. And what I also want to get to in just a moment is looking at some of the local pandemic news. So looking at drastic measures and what Joe Biden said he would be doing when he hits office when it comes to COVID. Uh, Let's go to Jay. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, hi. Uh, Wasn't uh, Mr. Trump that said the day after the election that uh, the COVID virus would go off the the radar? He he said it Mm. would go off the radar. It would be gone from the newspapers and all that. Not quite Mr. Donald Trump again. Not quite. No, it has not gone away. And that is absolutely true. In fact, it's starting to ramp up in like even here in this area. Um, But the politicization of it, the political. Why am I saying that word right? But when you look at the politics and the way it's gone, um, I think that it being used as a way to attack someone might be going away. Like, do you think that the in return, the conservatives are going to try to attack Joe Biden on covid or do you feel like they also want to see this thing go? Well, I would hope uh, that they wouldn't want to attack Biden. He's the only one, along with Anthony Fauci, that's made sense about things. You know, Biden's saying we need to wear a mask, which we do. We need to let the scientists be um, 
the ones that are in farm, the scientists and the doctors and farmers. So uh, he's right on. I don't know. Well, I saw a statistic today or so that that only 25 percent of the Republican vote um, believed in uh, in the virus being a, a big concern. I mean, that kind of makes you wonder what's what's the, what are these people thinking? And now they're having infection rates out the wazoo in places like South Dakota and North Dakota, these hard red states. So I don't know. Well, look at us here in St. Louis. This is a very Democrat area, uh, city and county, and the whole Metropolitan Task Force. Oh, well, no, it's not. Well, Ann Wagner just won. Well, so, in the city of St. Louis, how do you think they vote? <laughs> do you think St. Louis is not included in the Metropolitan uh, Task Force? I'm just saying. But l- let's look at this. Joe Biden said that uh, nationwide mask mandate and potential nationwide lockdown. Do you think those are good things? The mask thing is not a big deal. Yes, I think the mask uh, wearing should be encouraged. And he's saying that he's going to go through the governors of the various states, but he is recommending that the mask mandate. But going through the governors, they're the ones that have power in their own states. Well, he's looking for federal level, nationwide mask mandate. There's that and... The nationwide lockdown is something he's looking at, too. So what about that? Would you think that's a necessary step? Well, I don't I think he wants to have that, but I don't think he's going to push. I don't think he can lock down everything. I think he has to use the governor. We have a federated system, right? You know, that has different levels of power and all that kind of stuff. Ah, you I don't sound know. like a conservative right now, Jay, because <laughs> I think well, that's what I mean, I, 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 I follow what's going on i mean i have some i used to be a big strong reagan republican but um you know it's guys like trump that have so well no let's look at it so well how about this donald trump wanted each state to handle it and each state led by their governor had the ability to try to ask for resources and get the resources they need which i think he worked with every state that asked for and i think even the democrat governors at the onset of it were talking about uh they liked that they were working with the white house in this thing some did most most did some didn't whatever but what we're talking about is giving the states the ability to manage just the way they best see fit And that was the uh, Donald Trump way. So Joe Biden looks at it in a different way, which is we need to take this on a nationwide thing. Let's forget about what the governors in the states want. We want nationwide lockdowns and mask mandates. This is what he's looking at right now. It's a different way of trying to fight COVID. Um, I think with the vaccine a couple of months away and people being able to get that, hopefully we would be able to get away from it. But it's scary to a lot of people to hear those things and saying, man, look at what happened to my business, my livelihood. Um, I'm still trying to recover from this. Last time there was a lockdown and it wasn't even a nationwide one, per se. Man, I, I don't know if I can survive another one. That's scary to a lot of people. And that needs to be recognized. So, uh, Jay, thank you very much for your call. Good to hear from you. Let's go to Donna, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, I called yesterday and I'm calling to try to smooth over something I said that maybe sounded racist to some people, uh, especially a very nice lady who called right after me who thought I was being mean when I said we ought to try to keep Joe Biden, pray to keep him healthy because I didn't want Kamala Harris to be president, not because she's black. I would have taken Condoleezza Rice in a minute. I would have taken Colin Powell. It's because 
of the very far left politics that she has. I think that Biden is yeah. a better chance. Yeah, Donna, when you said that, I don't think anyone took it that way. I feel like the call that came in after um, just doesn't I think they didn't like the idea that you would hint that someone something could happen to someone. Right. But it is a possibility. It's not a it's not something we're wishing upon anyone. But I I think that with the I mean, there are some very serious mental issues that need to be addressed with Joe Biden. And what could that lead to, to his ability to lead in office? So I don't think those things could necessarily stay unsaid forever i think it is a possibility and a strong possibility that he is in decline and what does that mean so we need to, you know I, I don't think anyone anyone took it that way i don't think they took it as a ill will that you would wanted any of those things to happen let alone i don't think anyone wants bad things to happen so i, I think that's good I, i'm glad you clarified but I, I i don't think we took it that way Okay, I, I didn't mean it that way. One more thing, though, you know, the reason we have a vaccine coming isn't because of Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, is, is Donald Trump going to get any credit for the fact that he was one much earlier than it should have been? Uh, I don't know if he will. But Donna, uh, good point. Thank you very much for the call. I don't exactly know what support Pfizer may have had. I think, if anything, this is just a strong indication of what happens when you allow companies to work the market, meaning, hey, we know we're going to need this thing. How many companies rushed to try to get a vaccine? And ultimately, who wins in the end? If you could put the best product out on the field, the American people win. The world wins in this case. They're all watching us to put this out there. You know, we're not watching other countries. They're watching us. And I think that says something about the system we have in place and how dangerous it would be to dismantle that system because you think, um, well, I don't know, someone else would pick up the pieces, but I don't think so. Let's go to Larry, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Ryan, how are you? Very good. Did you get your RSVP in the mail from the Democratic Party? Oh, no. What is that? Where did, The RSVP, that? well, they want, you to, they want you to sit around the campfire and have some s'mores and talk about there will be no more condensation. We can't. We've oh, moved on yeah. from that now that the four years are over. There won't be any, <laughs> you know, Russian collusion involved and... There won't be all of this chastisement. You know, this guy could, this guy, the last four years could have been George Washington, and they would have chastised him for that. But uh, so you didn't get your RSVP? Well, I heard the clips that you're referring to. I think that I was going to play them later in the show. I know what you mean now by that. I heard those things and I thought, it's so funny because we're going to have our, hey, let's go around the campfire, kumbaya moment, wherever we're all in this together. Like at the end of Mighty Ducks when they're singing We Are the Champions, like somehow yeah. we, we forgot about all the nasty things that were said about everyone on the on the right the last couple of years. You know, by the way, people calling you racist and xenophobic and homophobic and all these things for four years. Oh, just forget that we did all those things. Now we're all one and we can do this. You know, by the way, that's all going to change the moment you disagree with something that Joe Biden is trying to implement. So let's say he tries to do another nationwide lockdown and you say, nope, we don't want that. We disagree with that. Don't worry. The name calling will come right back to you. It's this this moment that they are trying to call for. It's all a farce. It's only it's only something that lasts for a moment. By the way, Donna, don't feel so like you have to be so politically correct. If your mind wanders to that, where people think that you're being a racist, they're just they need some they need some tune up work between the ears. <laughs> some people do look for, you know, that's the thing that disappoints me sometimes. And this happens probably more than we should. Oops. 
think I'm getting noise coming from somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Kumbaya music. Yeah, I know. I was trying to uh, pull this link up and a website started playing music. I'm sorry. But um, sometimes we need to realize that people are constantly looking for an excuse to be outraged over things. Rational people do not see those things, right? They're, they're, they don't see it in the, the negative right. connotation. Because you can't, it wasn't you can't always way. jump to negativity. And the last thing, if something would happen where this election – where Trump would stay in, can you imagine the carnage? I don't think I don't think we are equipped to handle the carnage that would go on. It's it's actually yeah. pathetic. Do you think that Joe Biden and the Democrats that are calling for these moments of unity, they would have said the same thing if Donald Trump was elected president for a second term? Uh, you got the dump button there. I better not. I better not <laughs> respond to that. Of course, they wouldn't say that. All right. So, uh, Larry, thank you very much for your call. It's good to hear All from right. you tonight. All, All right, right man. We'll take some more of your calls at three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. So, Dan and Jeff, don't go anywhere. I, I want to take your calls right after the weather and the break. It's overnight America KMOX News Radio eleven twenty KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. If you'd like to call in, you can at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. A few different ways to reach the show, too, on social media. Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook, if you are on Facebook. Just give us a like on there. That would be nice. Let's go to Dan, who's been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello? Hi, Dan. Go ahead. No, it's not Dan. It's Jeff. Oh, Jeff. I'm sorry. I think... uh, Maybe we got the wrong. That's fine, Jeff. I'm sorry. Well, uh, what's going on? Uh, uh, nothing much. Um, one quick thing before my comment. Um, when you see the Hershey Kisses Christmas commercial, you know the holiday season is coming. I know. Are they running it already? Yeah, I saw one on one of the networks earlier today. What a great piece of marketing. They've used that for my entire life, the exact same commercial. Yeah. But anyway, my comment is about the, uh, I got two comments really about the COVID vaccine. Uh-huh. Uh, I think because of my medical conditions, I'll probably be in line in that first, uh, I mean, not in line, but I think I'd be in that. I think they said uh, medical conditions like the diabetes and all that stuff, people would be, those type of people would be in the first batch. Uh-huh, right. There's, there's the, people that may be higher risk. Yeah, I think I'd probably... Uh, go ahead and do that. I don't haven't seen anything bad about it. So, did you talk to your doctor about this vaccine, or are you planning on talking to your doctor? Mm, my next, my next time, next time I talk to him. Yeah, so I think that would be a good discussion because when they do these different runs, um, see what that means with your pre-existing conditions like that. You know, diabetes, how that factors into the vaccine, and asthma, it does factor so. in. Oh, and asthma on top of it. Okay, yeah. so there's a couple of things here that would need to be taken into consideration. It's different from the flu. I mean, man, they'll yeah. stick a flu shot in everyone. Um, so yeah, I wonder my if there's other anything comment, that would prevent you. And my last comment is about the the uh, election dispute. Right. Um, Al Gore didn't concede to, like, December 15th or 16th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some contention, sure, but they knew that so, was going to court. So right? why can't both parties just agree to check everything out do that to like till the December sixteenth or whatever, and if everything still comes out for Joe Biden, then fine, and then let's just do it like that. 
Yeah. So let me just get, get a gut feeling, and I, I want you to be honest when I ask this. So I think most people that support Donald Trump fighting this are very clear. They just want to make sure everything was done in a legal and orderly fashion. So if there's anything that can be contested, that's what they're looking into. And if they go through it uh, and they find out that even after they were able to observe that there was, it's clear Joe Biden won the presidency, do you feel like it'll be over and they'll be able to accept that? Uh, Some will, some won't. I just want to make sure it's all clear cut, all done. Yeah. Before. And I don't I see, so I don't see, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. But for some reason, people are fighting against that. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, Jeff. Good to hear from you. Good night. When, when it comes to all the individual states, um, I mean, there is some evidence, and I, I do believe when they look into Pennsylvania, there's going to be some pretty strong evidence that they didn't follow procedure, and the Supreme Court even making. Judge Alito come in and say, hey, you got to make sure you put these aside. So when this is uh, going to get to us, because they anticipated it will, that we'll be able to make it. It'll be easier to um, uh, to count these. And I don't know if they did. And there's some other states. I mean, it's a long shot, but it's still a shot, I guess, that needs to be played out. If they do have their evidence, which I haven't actually seen it in front of me, because Rudy Giuliani yesterday on Sunday mentioned that he was going to present it today. I haven't actually seen it today. There have been some attorney generals in some states, I believe even here in Missouri, that have also shown their support for challenging what's going on in places like Pennsylvania. But imagine if there's one win. Let's say Pennsylvania is a win for Donald Trump. It's overturned. Maybe some ballots were invalidated, some question to it, and then they give the electoral votes to Donald Trump. It doesn't necessarily mean he becomes the president because you still wouldn't have the votes as of right now. But what it does is enable the ability to look at other states with a little bit more scrutiny, saying, "Okay, if it was here and it happened here, then why can't we do the same process in other states, which would drag this out even further, which makes you wonder how long is this going to go? Let's go to Dan. Okay, let's see if we got Dan here. So maybe Dan was on the line before. Maybe we pressed the wrong button. Uh, Dan, are you there? Good. Good. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Hey, uh, I was just want. I hope to God he shows up at the uh, inauguration because I got a gut feeling that he's not going to because um, I would love to see and be there with you and Rush Limbaugh sitting on the couch, crying your eyes out, wiping your tears with hankies, uh, wishing him well as he walks on that helicopter and turns around and waves at everybody. But he probably won't wave. He'll probably flip everybody off and then walk away and then just talk bad about everybody. Is that your uh, fantasy that you have Go put on, out? Okay. Man. That's weird. Does, does it sound like I'm crying? <laughs> what makes you? What's the, does it sound like I'm crying when we talk about these things? I don't know where you get that, but that's kind of a weird fantasy to have, I guess. You know, I, I brought up this yesterday. I feel like a majority of Democrats in the country did not necessarily like the fact that Joe Biden was their candidate, but they just hated Donald Trump more. And I feel like the Democrats have become the party of hate. And Dan gave a pretty good example of that. Let's go to Bruce, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi, Bruce. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, you know, Trump put uh, hospital ships and the hospital ship and they built the hospitals in New York. And Mayor Cuomo, after CDC issues, issues their recommendation not to put seniors in, in nursing homes that have uh, COVID-19, 
And uh, why hasn't there been manslaughter charges at least looked at for Cuomo? Hmm. He has not gotten the scrutiny he deserves for that terrible call. That that absolutely needs to be double checked because he. You know, the sad thing is, too, whenever it's brought up to his brother who defends him and somehow acts acts like, oh, no, he did nothing wrong or whatever, because, you know, it, it goes to show you that even the networks like CNN where his brother's an anchor on it, will do everything they can in order to try to hide the real faults of the state of New York. And it goes to show you, too, that really they've lost their journalistic integrity. They really haven't had it in a long time. And it also goes to show you, too, that do they can you really trust them if they're not really to, uh, willing to look at this honestly? And, uh, th- you know, there's, it trickles down. And it just goes to show you, too, the media has done a great job of trying to run defense for places like New York and some of the terrible decisions that were made. Personally, I just think it should be seriously taken to look at for what he actually did. Yeah, I don't know about charges. Uh, I I don't think you want to go down that road, but I I do think that he needs to be credited with a terrible decision, and he needs to be at least have to answer for that terrible decision. Right now, he's not even answering for it. The, the most I've seen is him denying and saying that, uh, no, you're a liar for uh, thinking that we did anything wrong here when fighting COVID. So I, I don't buy that either. Uh, th- thanks, Bruce, for calling in. Uh, 314. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, you got one more thing? Oh, maybe not. Okay, thank you, Bruce. 314-436-7900. That's the phone number here. You can actually call or text in. I do check the texting line. It doesn't look like we have much in the way of text messages tonight, which is absolutely fine. I would rather you call in. I'd rather hear your voice. That's much more fun to me. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. It's Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Go to KMOX.com. You can actually find this article right now. It'll be a good one for you to check out because what they're saying is St. Louis Pandemic Task Force leader says drastic measures may be necessary to contain virus. Dr. Garza says incoming Biden administration has few options to make big impact on surging virus. So let's say we go through the winter months and Joe Biden becomes president. And we're just a couple of months away from that or less than a couple of months away from that. Let's say everything plays out that way. And Dr. Garza or maybe some other leaders have their way. You have Joe Biden, who has indicated that his plan could include a nationwide mask mandate and a potential nationwide lockdown That scares me. Now, think about what happened last time. Uh, Imagine Joe Biden gets in and immediately they try to push a giant stimulus package to force a lockdown. So, oh, don't worry. We'll we'll give you unemployment. You'll be able to get all this extra money while you're doing it. And if you're working, if not, whatever, we'll be able to carry you. That's not good because the long-term sustainability of the markets, look at what we've been able to do so far and at least rebounding when it comes to the economy, this is a good thing. I don't know how many businesses, the ones that were able to rebound, keep things afloat, are looking around right now saying, man, I want to go through that again. None of them want to go through that again. And how many of them would go under just naturally because they just know, hey, we barely made it the first time. There's no chance we'll make it a second time. We're going to give up. What does that do for us long term? That's terrible. We don't want to think that way. Now, think about this, too. We have the COVID-19 Pfizer announcement today in the stock market jumps. It's awesome to see that. The reason it jumps 
is not because of Joe Biden. It jumps because investors are saying this is great. This should prevent another lockdown. This should prevent us from closing up shop. And hopefully we don't have to go through that again because it was miserable. Then Joe Biden comes out and says, oh, we might do it anyway. Well, come on now. So this is what I think a lot of people are worried about. If you go to the interview, I think Mark Reardon had a sit-down interview over the phone, I should say. I guess they were both sitting down. There's no way to tell if Dr. Garza was standing or not. Sometimes when people call me to do interviews or guest spots on different shows, I'm normally standing up pacing while I'm talking on the phone. Like when Charlie Brennan calls me and says, hey, I want to talk about the Jim White special or something along those lines. I'm standing up talking to them. I'm not sitting down. I'm guessing that Mark Reardon may have been standing. Sometimes I see him in studio doing that. So Dr. Garza says with so much virus out there, it's hard for him to think any game-changing strategies that are going to significantly impact the pandemic other than this shutdown or whatnot. Maybe that's the drastic measure he's hinting towards. Just be careful when you start saying things like that. Definitely, I want to be careful. 314-436-7900. A few things also I wanted to get to from the other night. Uh, And talk about this unity. I'm so glad Larry called in because this whole, oh, we need to get together stuff. It's You know how long that's going to last? So here's Joe Biden on Saturday. For all those of you who voted for President Trump, let's give each other a chance. You know, I think I'm more than willing to give Joe Biden a chance. Uh, I wasn't particularly thrilled with Donald Trump at first, but I gave him a chance and I'm glad I did. I thought he was a good president. And I think that he still could be a good president. You never know how the other legalities play out. But I'll give Joe Biden a chance. But when he starts talking about this, like, here, let me, let me play this next clip here, too. Let this grim era of demonization. Wait, what did he say? Let this grim era of. Make this what? Does anyone understand what he's saying? Let this grim era of. Make this gr- grim air of. Let this grim era of. Is that what he's saying? Does anyone know? I don't know. Demonization in America began to end here and now. The refusal of Democrats and Republicans to cooperate with one another. It's not some mysterious force beyond our control. It- All right, so let's just say this. You can say these things, and this will be nice. And then what happens when conservatives and Republicans say, we don't want another lockdown, then the name calling is going to come right back. It's just they're going to say, oh, you just want old people to die. And oh, you don't you don't think this is all a hoax. And da, 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 da. so they'll, they'll go and they'll say all these other things and they'll go right back to demonizing. Or imagine if there's some sort of defunding the police or some real far progressive type of stance that the administration starts taking because they're listening to the, you know, the AOCs of the world or whatever it is, the Cory Bushes of the world. Oh, we need to defund the Pentagon. We need to defund the police. And all of a sudden that they start taking these weird rogue voice uh, voices seriously. And the conservatives say, oh, no, I don't think so. Then what's going to happen? They're going to go right back to demonizing conservatives. Oh, you just don't want this. Or you like police brutality or, you know, you don't believe in this or no lives or blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll say and they'll do the same. Thing. Oh, you're just racist. Uh, you're just homophobic. You're xenophobic. They'll go back and throw all of those different names right back at you. So all of this talk about, oh, we can work together. We can we can uh, stop demonizing each other. And, uh, hey, we're going to appeal to everyone. All of this is nonsense. You understand that, right? The moment someone disagrees with one of his policies, it's going to come right back out. There's no question about it. Hall, you know what I saw, too, and I thought this was a pretty good comment. You don't normally see this on CNN. Andrew Yang 
is a commentator once in a while on CNN. He ran for president. He was on the stage there for a while. Rich dude wanted, I think, universal basic income, and he wanted math. He's a big fan of education and math, so he wanted to try to bring some of these fundamentals back in. But his big thing was universal basic income, meaning that every American deserves $1,000 a month or something that the government will just hand out to you for the fun of it because we need to make up for lost income or whatever. So totally pie in the sky, not feasible way to do things. But, you know, he still thinks this is a good idea. Why not? Let's do this. Like, just look, by the way, one stimulus package that we passed, at least that had the individual checks that went out, $1,200 per adult, $500 per kid. We put ourselves in so much debt, and that was just for one-time payment based on all of the other things we've added on top of it. That was one-time payment, and now we're thinking to ourselves, we're going to have more debt then we have the ability to pay off in the future. Now they want to do it again and again and again. That should concern you. So instead of doing it just a one-time payment, he wants to do it every month. All right, so think about that. Think about the long-term repercussions for it. So this is the type of mindset he has. He wants to give money to the people. Uh, very liberal in that sense. He ran on the stage, you know, of course, in the Democratic Party. So guess what he says when it comes to the Democratic Party and what he's seen so far? Now, let's say that Joe Biden takes office in January. You have the Republicans, let's say, continue to uh, control the Senate. Barely a lead, but let's say the Democrats have control in the House. So you have a split there, but at least it's not straight down the line, the same party of the president. Here's what Andrew Yang said on CNN that got a lot of people upset. Uh, interesting conversation uh, with Congresswoman Dingell. Yeah. You heard what she said. She said, Democrats don't do a good job of speaking to working class people. What do you say to that? You're supposed to be fixing that. All right, this is Don Lemon talking to the guy that wants universal basic income, talking to the guy that wants to hand money out to everyone, talking to the guy that says this is what we need to be concerned about as a, the Democrat Party. We need to make sure we're for, we're the further working class people. That's why we want to give them money to make them more comfortable. He's always been for that sort of thing. What do you think he says about the Democrats here? I had that experience countless times on the trail, Don, where if I would say, hey, I'm running for president to a truck driver, retail worker, a waitress in a diner, and they would say, what party? And I'd say Democrat, and they would flinch. Like I'd said something really negative, or I just like had like turned another color or something like that. Uh, and there's something deeply wrong when working class Americans have that response to a major party that theoretically is supposed to be fighting for them. So you have to ask yourself, what has the Democratic Party been standing for in their minds? And in their minds, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, has taken on this role of the coastal, urban, elites who are more concerned about policing various cultural issues than improving their way of life yep. that has been declining for years. And so if you're in that situation, this to me is a fundamental problem for the Democratic Party because they, if they don't figure this out, then this polarization and division will get worse, not better. Is that real or messaging or both? It's real. I mean, Debbie just said they lost a, a, a plant that had 1,500 workers. And so if you're a laid off worker from that plant and you look up and say, what is the Democratic Party doing for me? It's unclear. Uh, and we can talk about a unifying message from Joe Biden. He's a naturally very unifying figure. But then there's the reality on the ground where their way of life has been disintegrating for years. And if we don't address that, then you're going to see a continued acceleration toward the institutional mistrust that animated the Trump vote and will continue to do so. Mm -hmm. Andrew Yang giving them a dose of medicine they did not want to hear. The Democratic Party is not the working class party. It's not the one that is going to take to the people 
and allow the people to build their own wealth. This is the party that wants to, no, no, they're the ones that want to, are more concerned, not of your home, but of cultural policing. I love the way that he phrased that. And again, the demonizing will continue, but this time it's going to be on their own side. Uh, Megyn Kelly did a great job rebutting Joe Biden when he's calling for this. We need to be united. <laughs> and Megyn Kelly responded on Twitter, written like a man who's been in his basement for a year. <laughs> and he said, half of the country has been demonized as awful for four years just for supporting their president, who is falsely accused of Russian collaboration, wrongfully impeached, and attacked relentlessly by the left in a dishonest media. And now it's let's heal unity. Good luck. And then he continues, uh, she continues to scold all kinds of different people that did not like what she was saying on social media. She said um, to one person, You're out of touch if you think 70 million Americans who have been unfairly demonized as the worst of humanity for four years are now going to hug those who viciously attack them. And by the way, now making lists of their names, which is a different story that they brought up, says, I'm talking reality, which is my job, not pie in the sky stuff. Yeah, there was this other idea. Hey, if you've ever been a uh, Trump sympathizer, we need to... uh, We need to write your name down so uh, everyone knows who you are. You know, this really weird way of thinking. In fact, I can think of different societies that thought that exact same way as Ocasio-Cortez, who brought that up. Go see that by yourself and go look at it for yourself, and you'll be able to see this sort of thing uh, as it unfolds in your eyes. And it's funny because I think a lot of people have called Donald Trump Hitler, but in our own eyes we're seeing some of these tactics— uh, unfold when it comes to these lists and things, and it's actually very sad and scary that they're doing that as a way to try to punish their political opponents. But go read that story. You can make your own opinions on that. It's Overnight America Game Lines. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 